0: This is family business, and this is for the family that can't be with us. And this is for my cousin locked down on the answers in us. This is why I spit it in my song, so sweet like a photo where your granny's bitching. Now that you're gone, it hit us super hard on Thanksgiving and Christmas. This can't be right. Yeah, you heard the track I did, man. This can't be like somebody, please say grace so I can save face and have a reason to cover my face. Hello! Hi! Giggles. <laughs> Hi, I'm Grace. Hi, I'm Ellen Grace. And this is Let's Say Grace. <laughs> well, welcome back! Good to see you, we'll hear from you. I can see I can... you but no one else can.
1: <laughs> Unfortunately, no, fortunately probably for people to be honest. So it's been, it hasn't been too long since our last episode, I think I've, we've been fairly good.
0: Yeah, we have, we're actually, I just noticed we've had like an episode a month, which is the most consistent we have ever been.
1: See, I think we should have got anchor a long time ago, because the reason we, not the reason, but like, it's so much easier to be consistent when you can just do it on your phone. Remember we used to have to meet up in Starbucks and everything. Yeah. And we... now since the option of meeting up at Starbucks has been taken away, we're we've gone online. To we were online, guys. We are forced to adapt. Also on Spotify and Apple Podcasts.
0: <laughs> Ellen is also coming alive back from the island of Aera, she's Woo! made her sweet return
1: Back in Dublin's fair city
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> In Lucan How have know. you been Miss Grace?
0: I've been fine, I've been thriving and surviving, I will, actually thriving is probably a bit of a stretch <laughs> Surviving. I think um, like you have
1: been thriving, you're a woman of the world at the minute, you're just doing a bit of everything aren't you?
0: <laughs> um, I don't know about that. It doesn't feel it doesn't feel that way, but I think that's just lockdown. Can I just as, mention um... she's
1: currently crocheting as I say this? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mine I am this is I'm like loop in, loop around. <laughs> she's she's going very fast. Wow, mesmerizing. This is, um, this is going to be a sleeve for a cardigan. Oh wow. I
1: think when I think I should make some, let's say, Grace merch. I think that would be yeah. very on-brand.
0: I'll um, I'll try crochet some logos. Yeah, that, that sounds
1: very difficult, but I I believe in you. <laughs>
0: some, <laughs> have some hand embroidery.
1: <laughs> so today we have a bit of a, I think we could almost call it a music industry episode because everything apart from one topic seems to be all about
0: music. Music,
1: um. Well, let um, Grace take the lead here because she is a Swifty.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I am a hardcore Swifty. I feel like I've definitely said this on the podcast before because oh, like, I I don't remember what my life was like before I was a Swifty. Um, <laughs> see, the thing is, I was actually a Taylor Swift stan in like, 2008, 2009, when the album mm. Fearless. I, think it was, I don't know if it was 2008 or 2009, when Fearless came out. And then the next one I liked as well. And then around the around red, I think that was her um, fourth mm-hmm. album. She kind of lost me, but I think that's kind of when it was like I knew you were trouble. And then it kind of wasn't cool to it's like Taylor poppy, Swift anymore. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was. It wasn't like she she was like really she was really like out there. She was really famous. And rather before she was kind of a bit more underground. Like a lot, of, a lot of people didn't know her, especially in Ireland.
1: She her edge a bit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um. And then during the whole Kim and Kanye thing and like I just thought they were all ridiculous. Like um like Kim Kanye Taylor, I thought it was the stupidest thing ever and I just did not care at all. Um and but now I look back and I'm like, Oh my god, how did I not defend my, oh, my, my queen? <laughs> how did I stand wildly by and do nothing? Oh. Um and I think her she had a couple more albums come out and just none of them really um I don't know hit the mark for me and then I listened to yeah. folklore last year and oh my god my days it it, my life changed it was oh. it was the best thing and then 140 days later she brought out evermore that again is just some of the best songwriting like if you want to have your heart broken by music just honestly just hit shuffle um
1: I honestly find it quite difficult to listen to folklore. Like, I've tried several times, but Mm. it's just too upsetting.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it really is. And the thing, I never understand people when they say they listen to folklore the first time, and it all sounds the same. And I'm like, okay, maybe the first listen. But then you get into it, and, like, there's, like, songs where the stories are, like, interlinked. Like, there's a a love triangle between three songs on folklore. And it's, like, Cardigan, Betty, and um, I think it's Illicit Affairs. So the three of them all have to uh, come from different perspectives of someone in the triangle like my mind pew, lost oh my oh, god
1: that's very clever
0: um so then uh while taylor was the devil works hard but miss taylor works harder um <laughs> while she was making folklore and evermore she was in a bit of a legal battle started to ensue so taylor left her records i think it's big machine record company um that's the label she'd signed to for like her first seven albums um so I don't know if it was up till Lover, I I don't know if Lover was she went out. Maybe it was the first, I, I, maybe Lover, maybe not Lover, but um. So her record company got bought by Scooter Braun, who we all know is like Ariana Grande's manager, Justin's manager, Demi's manager. Um, he bought the the record, but Taylor was trying to buy her um, like her original recording, so she would have rights over her re- original recordings, and she would be able to kind of play with like play them ourselves and do it with them what she wanted and um scooter Braun refused to sell them back fully like refused to give her 100 percent ownership because they wanted to keep a cut and um, it was him and some other man and then so taylor was like no you're not having a cut And so she just wants she still was kind of fighting for it and she just and then he ended up selling them to someone else to another company mm. and then this company um came out and said that they were in talks with taylor to like sell to her and taylor came out and she was like no they also refused to give me full rights to my work um i'm not splitting i'm not splitting the profits with with someone else with these men who don't know me who just walk in and and take credit for what i've done in my life's work and so she just walked away and so she's decided she actually has i think songwriting rights but she just doesn't have rights to the original recordings. So yeah. I think it was a couple of years ago at the American Music Awards, she performed a mashup of some of her biggest songs. But she had to get special permission from Scooter Braun at the time to perform those songs. Like she had no right to perform them. But if she re-recorded them and re-released them, it would give her that ownership back and then she would actually make royalties and stuff uh-huh. from the playing of the music, which I don't think she was. I think she had like songwriting royalties but she didn't actually own the music. <clears throat> um and so while all this, this was all this drama was going on, t- Miss Taylor has been re-recording her, I think, I don't know if it's for six or seven albums. I think it's seven. But she's kind of been doing them at random. So uh, just last week, she released Fearless, um, her second album. But it's Fearless, Taylor's version. And she's also doing songs from the vault. So she has six extra songs that were kind of written at the time and may have been leaked online and stuff. And some of them weren't leaked online, Um so there's like six new songs on the album from this era and she has like she had Keith Urban on a song and um, she had Maren Morris doing backup vocals on a song so it's it's really like refreshing all her old kind of muse all her old music and stuff but as well I love this side of TikTok where they're they're, they're comparing the, ver- the the first version versus the new version so like in You Belong With Me she's like the original one's like, I'm in the room. And in this one, she's like, I'm in my room. And there's like really <laughs> subtle changes. Right. Because I was going to
1: ask, like, how different are the new recordings? Are they like like, are they really different versions or you wouldn't,
0: like... Not at all. You probably wouldn't notice, to be honest. Just her voice is a bit more mature. And right. there's, like, really subtle changes. I think you'd notice, like, she like there's one song where it's she uses the word hallelujah and she, pronounce, she pronounces it slightly different than these versions. Like, they're just kind of more um, mature, I think. Like, it's as if... Okay. it's. It, but the thing is, it just gave all the music, like, such a new lease of life. Like, the songs are just so everlasting like they really just stand they stand the test of time you know what i mean like unproblematic queen um so. i
1: almost feel like bad as you said like you were like oh i kind of lost taylor about the red album the whole kanye thing and everything i i'm the same i feel bad for not liking her yeah. for so long because i'm the same i liked her at the beginning and then i was like she i thought she was so irritating and so annoying and i was a big like kanye person yeah. so i was like ugh taylor's like a little little like, white girl he doesn't know, like, the music yeah. industry and all this. And then th- there was, like, I don't even know if this was true, but a story came out about her old guitar teacher or something was, like, um, basically advertising himself as Taylor Swift's old guitar teacher. Because, so, like, innocent enough. And, and she was like, no, I taught happen. myself or something. Yeah, yeah. I vaguely really remember that. And I, I remember, I was like, what a bitch. But then, like, l- looking at it now, yeah. and I feel like we're, like, obviously a bit older and looking back at it. She was literally just a woman sticking up for herself yeah. in the music industry and I was like, Oh my god, the fact that she got portrayed that way mm-hmm. and like the fact that like people let canny walk all over her is act- actually disgusting. Yeah. Um and I'm glad she's like like kind of stepping out on her own and stuff now. But the fact that she has to do that, like re record all her own songs, the fact to make them her own firstly yeah, and then to make money off them just shows the power of like like the fact that Scooter Braun can just buy all her songs is like Yeah. Like, something needs to change there because that's like do you think did she know that that could have happened or did something go wrong there because when she was recording them originally do you think she was being taken advantage of or what do you think happened there i think
0: so like i think she was like locked in a solid contract like really really right. long. okay like, like so she was like a teenager so she kind of didn't have and i feel like back even in like the nineties, um there probably would have been a lot less awareness of like it would have been just like wow i have a i have a recording contract it's not like look at all these clauses in my contract where where I don't own any of the music. So I think towards the yeah. end of her like her last couple of albums, she, um I think she was fighting for it to get to get rights before that happened. Like before it fully right. um it fully blew up. Um
1: she was so young as well when she started recording yeah. music. She probably didn't like think, oh and you know, in ten years I'm gonna have to re record all these I know? know.
0: And as well the um the thing like, like what you're saying about the guitar teacher like I don't know if you remember when Apple Music was set up and Apple Music offered give yeah. everyone like a year free music and mm-hmm. Taylor stood up and she was like no like you can't it's it's our rights like you can't give our stuff away from free and everyone yeah. was like god is she not rich enough does she not need like does she need yeah. more money that you know and then she came out and she said it's not for me it's for it's for smaller music guys. it's for people trying to get their name out there so like, people yeah. people deserve to be paid for their work but she was just branded as an absolute bitch just literally just speaking her mind and standing up for for what she believes in, and she was right you know what I mean people deserve to be paid for their their work and what they do exactly
1: and even if it it was about her so what if she has loads of money already like it's still her work yeah she's just become really famous with it like she should still just because you have a certain amount of money doesn't mean you shouldn't make any more off your new work like yeah but I do believe she was probably just standing up for a smaller artist as well because the whole like i feel like the whole streaming thing has changed the music industry so so much Mm -hmm. and even like now with tiktok songs has changed it again so it's like artists need to kind of stand up for themselves in that way and like she's just doing what she needs to do
0: yeah definitely um like she always walked and she always walked a really fine line of like her fans like really really loved her but like the general public Kind of didn't, and I think that, like as she got older, that persona has really has kind of changed. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I feel like people are a lot more aware of kind of internalized misogyny, but in the media, media and like what we're yeah. being fed. Like when we yeah. were being fed the narratives of oh my god, like how many boyfriends has she had, like yeah. um, like the way she was like, and she was like sexualized from like such a young age, and like oh god, her her heartbreak was just. Out there for her. God, Taylor's got her heart broken again. Like she was just her, another yeah. yeah. Everything she did was really just like plastered everywhere, and it was yeah. often like mostly negative and portrayed her in a negative light. Um, and I feel like that's kind of changed the past while, which is really nice to see.
1: Yeah, I think because um, as you said, people are a lot more aware now, a lot because of the Me Too movement and stuff like that of the kind of misogyny in industries like this, mm-hmm. and like the fact that that, that whole kind of um the whole like story around her like oh she's a new boyfriend we're going to get a new album next year and everything like it just wasn't fair to kind of like she was so young as well it wasn't fair to kind of put that narrative around her but she seems to be kind of stepping out of it now which is good yeah
0: i really love her her and her current boyfriend joe i think they <laughs> i think they're really cute um I'm really happy for her. I honestly hope they get married. Um so apparently the next re releasing as well is going to be um nineteen eighty nine, the album nineteen eighty nine, which is like her fifth yeah. album, I think. Um, which right. is really good. Cool. It features hits like style and I think Wildest Dreams is on that one. Um, so. me too. I think it's on that one, is it? I'm not sure. Um I'm starting to doubt myself now. <laughs> but uh that one's a really good one. But a lot of there's a lot of speculation because that's the time. 1989 was released after the breakup with Harry Styles so and then she wrote a song called Style that people think was written about him so Uh uh, everyone on the internet is really hoping and praying for a Taylor-Harry Styles collab and honestly I would not be mad at it.
1: No I I honestly think the world would internally combust but I think it would... (sighs) It would make them a lot of money anyway. Yeah, I would. <laughs> but yeah, the, people seen them chatting at the Grammys as well. So obviously, like, Harry Styles was, like, the highlight of the Grammys. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, people seen them chatting at that. And I think people had not kind of seen them talking for a while because, obviously, the media follows them so much. Um, And they're like, oh, my God, there's going to be a collab. They're friends again. <laughs> and um, there's, like, those are kind of the Easter eggs and stuff that Taylor Swift hides oh, i think fans are kind of trying to find them like a link with harry um and they felt found... i don't i don't really understand what it was did you pick up on that it was like in her dress a part of her dress was part of her was like hinted at one of his suits or something i don't know what it was but i've seen it fans... but i don't i'm not really sure what it was no. yeah i didn't really understand it but the swifties thought it was a <laughs> thought it was an easter egg i was like i'll believe you yeah um but speaking of harry styles so there's been a lot of like people from the x factor which is what obviously what harry styles came from a long time ago now um but there's been people from the x factor coming out kind of separately suddenly coming out with all these kind of accusations and complaints about how they were treated in the x factor and how they were treated after the x factor the first one of this was kind of jedward had this firstly would kind of tweets very random and sporadic tweets anyway so a lot of people I think kind of just brush them off but if you go and look at all their tweets they were like basically just out on Simon Cowell as like they called him a mafia leader and they said that like Psycho um, which is his like label and production company are like terrible to work for they have all these really strict like non-disclosure agreements when all these acts do interviews like they're very very controlled all the questions are like you know uh filtered out beforehand which is kind of you kind of expect all that and you know stuff for the x factor is going to be like it is a machine of making people famous so you're like oh it's all it's all very commercial it's all like that which no one was surprised that like some of the tweets i was like well obviously we all expected that like you're going to be slightly controlled when you come out of a machine like the x factor and everyone knows Simon Cowell is an asshole anyway but then it started to get a bit more serious because they start talking about like grooming sexual assault they said that um like Edward had been sent One Direction's um contract by accident Mm because they're under the same label so they have seen One Direction's contract and they called One Direction survivors which kind of make people think like oh what have they survived um and then Rebecca Ferguson, who I think, I could be wrong with this, but I think she was there the same year as Wonder Action yeah. Jedward. She
0: was, um, yeah, she can say second.
1: Yeah. Absolutely stunning. Oh, she's, one of the, she's so beautiful, that girl. But anyway, she has, at the same time as Jedward, has come out with all these tweets. Kind of more, she seems to have taken the more, like, um, she's taken it to court and kind of more law approach. Edwards seemed to be taking more of the outing people on Twitter approach. Yeah. But Rebecca Ferguson has met with the Secretary of State um, for the Department of Culture and Media to discuss musicians' welfare within the UK. And then she started tweeting all these things saying non-disclosure ag- agreement, don't stand up in court. And she's had meetings with the Metropolitan Police about how musicians are treated. And obviously she came through the X Factor and she was on Simon Cowell's label and everything. Um and she also hinted at abuse and sexual assault. She was kind of had a few of these tweets about like girls in hotel rooms and like just very not nice sounding stuff. And obviously she couldn't give details on a tweet, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and then that kind of linked in with uh, Jedward saying that they was like seventeen year olds groomed, which like Jed well Jedward wasn't sexualized as much, but One Direction definitely were sexualized when they were like sixteen and seventeen. Um, and then actually do you remember Cher Lloyd yeah I used to absolutely love her yeah she did a duet on TikTok which it just came up on my For You page and I was like oh there she is I used to like I loved her when she came on I used to remember she used to wear them bandanas yeah I start wearing them and I used to she had these like baggy pants which like I wouldn't even know. How would you describe them? You know them baggy pants that she used to wear? Like, like kind the of kind of cargoy
0: like kind of rap. ones. Yeah.
1: yeah. So I start wearing them. I loved
0: her. But anyway. Cher Lloyd she... wore army pants and flip-flops. So I wore army <laughs> pants and flip-flops.
1: Exactly. Cher Lloyd
0: had a few tunes, though, in her time. No, she swagger,
1: jacket. Yeah. <laughs> no, she was really good. And she's actually a really good singer. Like, she's talented. But um, there was basically this TikTok duet. And there was on one so on the duet you have one side there's just this girl making a beat and then Sherlock sings along to her kind of raps along to it and in the lyrics that looks like she just made up on the spot for this tiktok it's about a girl being taken advantage of um being sold all these dreams and then basically uh hinting that like oh if you get in a relationship you'll get more media more famous and she had a line like you know sold her ass basically because like she was sexualized and stuff. Um and obviously she was like really famous for a while and they they were saying like I think I don't know did she sign to Jay-Z's label or they wanted to get her signed to Jay-Z's label. Um but there was talk about that anyway at the time of Jay-Z wanting to sign her cuz she was kind of like a rap act, I guess. Um but yeah, she's come out and kind of hinted that she was treated really really badly. Um, because obviously she's that happens a lot of the time. Obviously with the ex Factor. they're really really big for a while, and then they just disappear. Yeah, but that's kind of inevitable with acts like that. And also Little Mix. Um, I need to take a breather. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Le- Little Mix were annoyed because Pierce Morgan, um, I don't know has he been hired or Simon Cowell is looking at hiring him for Britain's Got Talent again. Um, obviously there's been all this, um. Like, Pierce Morgan, you know, called Meghan Markle out and all this, like, disgusting things. Um, but Pierce Morgan also were really horrible to Little Mix. Like, they they had this, like, image where they, like, wrote, like, they were all, like, posed, like, partially naked and wrote, like, kind of all the slur- slurs that they'd been called. And Pierce Morgan was just horrible to them, absolutely slate them. And Jed like, I can't believe Simon Cowell who Little Mix was on their label, is now rehiring Pierce Morgan for Britain's Got Talent. And they were all upset about that and everything um and then also there's been talk that louis thomason is filming a documentary and a lot of people think that's about his time in x factor and stuff um and then as well i don't really want to get too much into it because i don't know if it's true about the whole a lot of people think louis thomason was closeted um and there's like loads of rumors about that and they supposedly you know the song um secret love song by little Mix, yeah the like lgbt anthem yeah supposedly louis thompson was like a ghostwriter on that no
0: way
1: yeah so that's like kind of one of the things as well that like people think that song like because the fact that he wasn't he didn't want to be named on that song kind of is a bit like why and then um yeah supposedly that secret love song is about his experience um but yeah we'll see kind of what happens to that I feel like there's something brewing there's going to be a Netflix documentary about that or some kind of big expose um but I'm here for it because they all seem to be treated like absolute like these things. they're kids when they go into these things same as like as you were saying with Taylor Swift when you go into these like labels and all these like agreements yeah. you, you just want to be famous you just want to sing they don't know what's happening yeah you've
0: no idea and I then all too. these yeah
1: so, and even, like, with One Direction stuff, I, as I said, we were going to talk about this earlier, I wasn't really into them when they first came out, but I am um, suddenly in a TikTok One Direction, Harry Styles, Louis Thompson hole, um, that I didn't realise how, kind of, badly they'd been treated. Like, I'd seen them pictures of Zayn, like, his, like, eating disorder and stuff. And then, have you seen them pictures of Zayn, kind of, towards the end? Wow. Where he, oh, it's it's really horrible to see. And um, there's pictures of him because supposedly one of the reasons he left the band because he was really sick and he had an eating disorder um, and there's like pictures of him coming out of the car where his legs are literally like twigs like that boy looked like a shell of himself and then there's like lots of videos about when Niall who were, needed like knee surgery during tour they wouldn't give it to him um, just like horrible things like that mm. um, and then supposedly a lot of like obviously Harry Styles has been huge he's sexualised since he was like literally like 17 and kind of been put in like all these like huge media relationships and a lot of them like seems to be like literally just for the band's image and all that and they wanted to make him like the ladies man and everything um but yeah that's kind of i feel like there would be something i can feel another episode of let's say grace when this documentary or something about that com- there's something coming out with that it feels
0: like it's not it's not done here like there's definitely something no. more about it there's about something the brewing
1: someone's coming for a sign in Kyle's head
0: i just don't <laughs> understand what x factor and stuff is still like i just don't know who's still watching x factor you know what i mean like is it even was like it's still on i think but, so i don't know if it happened yeah. last year i feel like it did though yeah just with, like no audience or something i can't remember yeah but like i just i find it hard to believe that people are like i get kind of a britain's not talent is kind of a yeah like a long-standing one because it has like um
1: it's more variety yeah, than kind of comedy as well, and it no. has like
0: anton dick and like hmm. even like amanda holden and stuff like that you know
1: yeah
0: but um x factor doesn't have any of those characters anymore you know no um like german o'leary doesn't hold the same appeal as you know what I mean like no definitely not it's so
1: strange though because it was so huge for so long Mm. like I remember when we were like it must have been like kind of when we were like 13 14 maybe I think the year at One Direction Jedi was probably the biggest year that kind of hit its peak but I remember thinking like that just everyone on Friday and Saturday I think there was the results on Sunday maybe that like was watching X Factor like it used to be like the thing every every single person watched and then it just kind of Started, to, I think people started to see how kind of fake it was. Yeah, I think as well probably with like social, it, shows like that don't really grow well when social media is growing so well as well because now we see like musicians and stuff coming more from like Instagram and YouTube and stuff, yeah. and like you don't really need shows like X Factor anymore, and mm-hmm. um, because you can like you can literally like the way we obviously like we can just release things on spotify and stuff you know yeah um so you don't need the whole x factor thing and it's also just the whole show was a bit outdated
0: but i um... think as well once they lost um simon cowell as judge people really were like well simon doesn't even want to do this why why (laughs) and then i don't know if you remember but like they, they had um gary barlow was like the new simon and then they had Talisa as like the Cheryl of the season and they ju- oh, the female boss. <laughs> um they and they just clashed so much and like looking back, he was so horrible to her. Like I remember one time like one yeah. time on like uh, at when they were like judging someone, he like said her breath smelled on like how like that's despicable. Um and so I think that like people used to love that toxic stuff when it was like Sharon and Louie. Um, yeah, but when it was like just trying to force like another toxic narrative onto like two other people where they didn't have the same charm and didn't have the same charisma and yeah. just didn't play off the same way, I think it all just fell a bit flat. And
1: like they, they as you said, they tried to make Gary Barlow the kind of mean George the Simon, Kale, yeah, and it just doesn't really suit him. Yeah, you not
0: know? no, really. Doesn't.
1: He just seems like a kind of I think feel like we knew him as kind of more kind of wholesome kind of guy. Yeah, and then just to play into that, like you obviously always have to have one me and George, but it just didn't it didn't really work yeah and then even like um, i think
0: my sister watched it a couple of years ago um yeah. and, and like i just know like little bits of it but they had robbie williams as a judge robbie williams <laughs> wife as another judge i seen that i was like
1: what what is her qualification yeah to,
0: and then he like... he ended up leaving because he was like going on tour so he was only a judge for like the before the live shows and then she was yeah. still a judge on the live shows and i just was like <laughs> how it, it, i don't as far as i know like i don't think she was a singer or anything like it just uh, just like yeah,
1: it was, i guess she obviously has interesting knowledge because she's married to robbie williams yeah it was kind you of can't like, really talk about someone's vocals or their performance just because you're
0: married to robbie i know Will- and i think it kind of um uh, it was kind of really trying to push this like uk version of like john legend and chrissy degan you know what i mean like it was really trying to fit that narrative with no one aldi version. i know literally no one could really emulate speaking of aldi Oh, uh, are you gonna say the tampon? No, I'm gonna say yeah. Uh, oh <laughs> I was gonna say the free cut movement. We call the Oh with not that so funny? So, for anyone who doesn't know, um Marks and Spencer's has attempted to trademark oh. its Colin the Caterpillar cakes and mm. they are taking Aldi's Cutbirds, the Caterpillar, to um to court. And so Aldi's um but see there's one for waitrose there's like a set, a set there's ones. one in tesco yeah, as well there's, there's a clyde there's like a sainsbury's one like they're all yeah. over the uk um and so Aldi's Aldi uk's twitter just went on a field day they said yeah. um they're really
1: making a joke about it, it. Like was
0: it. so <laughs> funny though one of the tweets was like at judge rinder are you free next week I'm asking for a friend. Another one was like, live courtroom sketch of Cuthbert, and someone did a courtroom sketch right of like someone on the stand, but on the stand was a caterpillar cake. Um, and then someone else, then they then they shared as well our updated packaging, and it was a, pa- a picture of Cuthbert, and they put jail bars. front the box.
1: And just, I
0: love that. It's just so I kind of love when they're
1: playing into it and making it like a PR thing. Yeah. Um. Because I don't know what Marks and Spencers are playing at. I know like, it's really bad. Like <laughs> people keep calling them Marks and sn- Snitches. Marks and
0: Snitches. They tweeted that as well. Honestly, it's. I just like, think
1: everywhere has one of them caterpillar cakes. Like I don't. Like obviously the original one probably was in an M&S, and like they have a whole range of. Like, how many they have the years? little cakes and everything. Yeah. Like, why are you doing this now? Yeah.
0: What? What's the? What was? I just want to know what. Like, what was the catalyst that? Uh has made this blow up now and decided to take another yeah. caterpillar cake to court.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if it was like they have agreed it is like a pure thing. Yeah. Because it has worked, but
0: oh god. Oh, this it's is funny. very funny though, honestly. <laughs> oh that, god. That was a slight tangent, sorry. Whatever. <laughs> Speaking about taking
1: people to court, I mean, like that transition there, didn't mm-hmm. <laughs> Um did you see Nike? So Lil Nas came out with Lil Nas X, excuse me, um, came out with them um, shoes. The what do you can remember what they're called? They had blood in them.
0: I have no idea they, what they're called. And
1: um, no, no, I don't know what they're I called. But basically, they were with They were Nike shoes, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like in collaboration with Nike. Um, and Nike is after taking him to court. Um because like they made it seem like a collaboration because it's like a Nike shoe, you know? Yeah. Um. So they actually, they got like, they end up stop selling the shoes after like a week. Um, but basically, I've seen things like, oh, once you, because obviously they've bought loads of Nike shoes, once you buy a shoe, you can resell them on as much as you want. Because you know that like, people do like, like special, like they spray paint shoes yeah. and everything like that. Like, like that's completely legal. Yeah, yeah that's completely fine to resell something on but the fact the way it was marketed was like it was a collab with Nike and obviously Nike didn't like that because there was so much kind of controversy around the fact that it was blood in the shoe and um the whole Lil Nas video what did you think of the kind of controversy around Lil Nas video do you think it was stupid or do you think there was any kind of depth to it at all no
0: I think it was really I think I, I do think he knew what he was signing up for like I think he knew yeah. that like Doing something really controversial and really out there is obviously gonna promote like a really serious reaction. Like even people are still going on about WAP today and like the effect WAP is having on our children. So you can only imagine yeah. what um even just doing the video alone where you're pole dancing and then giving Satan a lap dance, um yeah. it, it, the, the kind of visceral reaction that's gonna have in people. Yeah. But um I think that's what he what he wants. Like I think he li- he lives for that. He lives for like proving his proving his own point and doing his own thing and proving people wrong, yeah. which I really fuck with. I think that's really cool. Um, yeah. But I, then I seen stuff. I didn't know if it was a joke or not, but then he was saying that like his song was about to be pulled from Spotify um, really yeah and then um i wasn't i wasn't sure if it was just like a thing to like stream it more like he went it as a joke but Maybe. but then i wasn't sure if it was actually going to get pulled because so many people had complained but i don't think the problem is with the the song like the song has like explicit kind of lyrics but like every single song does so it's not yeah. overly explicit But well, it was just the video so i was like i don't see how they could pull the song off um, spotify when really it's it's not the song that people are taking issue with i think um. Yeah yeah for anyone else who doesn't know sorry i realized i didn't even mention the name of the song um <laughs> well, came out with a song and um, called montero call me by your name i think his his actual name is montero isn't it like that's his mm. um but basically the song is just it, it kind of references like the call me by your name That was a 2017 movie that came out where um, which yeah. is about a uh, uh, gay romance um and so and like the whole point of this is like the the romance of someone calling calling you by your by their name um which is like a a, i don't know like a really uh prominent reference i think um so yeah and so to match that he did a whole video of where he was like like being sent to hell due to really really for being gay i think it was like for non-conforming and being gay and it was about um, and I think as well, some of the reasons why it's so controversial is probably the fact that he's black too. Like, I think racism plays... Oh, 100%. Plays, racism plays into it so much. Um, It's it's really hard to ignore that, say, if it had been, I don't know, like... Oh, I was going to say Sam Smith or something, you know what I mean? Someone <laughs> like, like Sam yeah. Smith is, is non-binary and More, LGBT. Yeah. Um,
1: I feel like people find, like, because, I don't know, obviously within like the black community there's more kind of not that there's more homophobia but it is less accepted because they seem to be more like religious they like the black community is more religious and yeah. stuff which goes hand in hand with being homophobic um but yeah i think it is a lot because he's like a black male i feel like if as you said if it was someone like sam smith which
0: sam smith is the worst like, person i like can think of, of yeah in hindsight a weird example but <laughs> in, in hindsight like that was the worst person i can think of
1: i, I yeah, just i he, just thought Why, he is a like, more like, kind of Sam's palatable it's... yeah he is kind of more palatable for like the more conservative people because yeah. he's like a white man and he actually just got nominated along with harry styles for with the lgbt awards um but uh yeah i think it's because it's a black gay man talking about gay sex basically at the end of the day um and there's not many songs by because he is like kind of comes from like hip-hop and rap like there's not i can't think of any other songs where there's like a gay guy talking about like relationships with another guy in the kind of a rap hip-hop setting the
0: thing is um Um, tyler the creator kind of does but he only ever really kind of alludes to it and doesn't go into that much detail it's not as Front, yeah, because yeah. he also has this really manly man persona and he's best friends with ASAP Rocky. And, yeah. um, So, he, he, I don't know, he's much more... Maybe that's seen as, like, an accepted form... Like, I'm doing air quotes here, but yeah. an accepted form of being gay in, like, a rap yeah. community where you're still a man and, like, you, you're not... It's not as, like, flamboyant. Yeah, you're not pole, yeah. pole dancing in heels, you know what I mean? Like, it's <laughs> it's it seen as more, like, socially kind of acceptable... To be that yeah. kind of gay rather than Lil Nas X is kind of gay, which is really unfair. Yeah,
1: but it's just funny because the imagery he is using of being like sent to hell for being gay and like, you know, giving Satan laptops it's just imagery that the kind of Christian community has put on gay people. If that narrative never happened of like gay people going to hell, that video wouldn't have needed to happen. Yeah. Because like he, it's not like something he came yeah. up with, like, oh, I want to dance with Satan. It's because people have told him. He is going to hell for being gay. we may as well
0: enjoy the way down. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I I really like the video and I like the song and I think he's good. Cool. Me too. I think it's um, a bit
0: of a bop like and I seen a really funny tweet and everyone was like, uh I I can't remember what it said, but it was kind of um it said everyone everyone's telling me I'm I don't you know, I'm playing I'm playing into this song too much, like he was talking about it too much or something. Uh, but you're talking. Your dog is the same man who remixed the same song for eight months. He knows how to do. Yeah, you he, know knows he, like, he knows what like. He knows he's doing. Like he's <laughs> playing the game back, you know. And he's just so. He seems so likable and so funny. I. Yeah. Uh, like the way he's he seems quite great. Yeah, the point. way he's even handled this, I think, is really um mm. really attests to you know he kind of doesn't seem to take it all the chin which is really good yeah, yeah it's very nice to see definitely.
1: i don't think we have gone one episode without talking about at least one kardashian or <laughs> i'd love to look back and see was there have there been any episodes where we didn't at least mention something in the kardashian spirit i honestly don't i really i'd put my money on no <laughs> um so recently an image, so we all know the Kardashians are very filtered. They have clearly all had work done. Their images are very polished. Their images very, very polished. Recently an image came out of Chloe Kardashian, which supposedly her granny took, which I just think is so sweet. Yes. <laughs> like they were on like I don't know where they were on holiday but or they were just like in LA. So it's always bloody sunny. Um of her in a bikini and she looked great. Like she looked fit. She looked trim. Like she looks absolutely stunning. But it just the image wasn't the way Chloe Kardashian has been presenting herself on Instagram. And it's not as, it wasn't photoshopped. It wasn't like airbrush polished. Um, and people seeing that and were like, oh my God, like, ob- like, she's so fake, all this, all that. What was your reaction when you seen the image first? Were you like, oh, that's obviously just what she looks like? Or were you like, oh God, I can't believe she's kind of filtered herself so much?
0: No, I kind of was like... I, like I kind of literally was like, she didn't look bad. Like she ne- like she does not Talk look bad. Like you can just you can see her hips. Like the whole thing is like she's not posed and it's not like yeah. fucking body buffed or whatever. Um yeah. and so I literally was like, that's what a normal body looks like when someone's just standing there, you know? Like she, she looks yeah. fab, like she always looks fab. Um and then I think um well like a lot of people I don't know a lot of people actually think the way people look in photographs is is exactly how they look so when they see something that isn't what's in a photograph (laughs) people don't know what to expect it's like you you know and people just don't have the range with their minds to realize that when someone's standing there and there's a pink filter on the whole thing like someone doesn't think god that's not actually what that person looks like so when they see someone and that this is what they actually look like um it's it's more shocking like if that makes sense. I do
1: think because Instagram is so it has become so polished and so everyone looks perfect on it. You kinda people forget what like natural skin looks like and like no no. like when you see like celebrities and models, you don't obviously like people are kinda getting a bit better now, but like you don't see cellulite, you don't see stretch marks, yeah. you don't see bumps, you don't see razor bumps, like like you don't see dry skin, anything like that. So I think people kinda when they see like a real image like that, they're like, Oh,
0: Like what? Yeah. Yeah, Um. It's really strange. But I was
1: kind of like not annoyed by her response, but I was a bit like, "Oh, Chloe, you could do a bit better." Because basically, her response, she put up videos of herself being like, "Guys, I am skinny." Like she was basically for her. What I got from that, her, she put up a post like a slide of like loads of different videos of her that weren't ever and weren't filtered, but they were all videos of her like in the gym working out, and I was like it just kind of hit the wrong note with me. It was like she was just kind of proved to people that she is the way she looks in photos and, like, she's trying to prove that she does have abs. When there was nothing wrong with the way she looked in that photo. Yeah, but I was like, Chloe, there's literally nothing wrong wrong with what she looked on that photo. So there's people that are dying. there's nothing... Yeah, Kim, there's people dying. And, like, there's nothing wrong if you don't have those abs or you don't look the way you do in them photos because those photos aren't real. Like they're clearly photoshopped
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's, like, and posed and, like, she's probably taken a million of them um, and, like, she has makeup on, obviously, and, like, probably that Kim body filter thing. Yeah. um. So, I don't know. I feel like she was defending the wrong thing. Yeah. You know, she could have been, because there's obviously a pressure on her as well to look, because it's not really, it's a certain extent, it's not her fault that there's that pressure on her to look like that, but then it's also, like, the Kardashians kind of really created that problem as well like they don't need to put up their images like they could just start put, putting up unfiltered images if they wanted to you know
0: yeah. they
1: also play into that as their image so it's like part of me is like okay Chloe is a victim of this society standards as well but then it's also like her and her whole family almost created these standards yeah. to a certain extent yeah and the fact that they don't they're not open about surgery they've gotten when they have clearly all gotten surgery Mm -hmm. um so it's like you know a double-sided sword it's like okay you're a victim of it but then it's also like you created it as well and then you come out defending yourself saying oh don't worry guys I am actually skinny so I don't know it kind of just pissed me off to be honest she should have just if I think the right thing she should have taken that photo that her granny took and posted it on her Instagram being like yes this is what I look like and I look absolutely fucking fabulous yeah
0: and just like went and played into it twice. but I think the fact yeah. that it made it so much worse was that she attempted to like have the photo scrubbed from the internet and like <sighs> that's embarrassing like, honestly and so I think if she just hadn't had just left the photo it, no one would have yeah. noticed and nothing would have, no one would have said anything well then when she started saying it came out like people were being sued for like sharing the photo and the photo was getting yeah. taken the entire internet obviously people are going to be more interested people are gonna go looking for the photo exactly
1: i feel like if she if she didn't react like that no one really would have looked twice or noticed but the fact that she was so like like she really didn't want anyone to see that photo i'm like what are you hiding yeah. like, what are you so afraid of yeah which is kind of sad in a way that you'd go to that lens to hide it, like an image of you yeah when it was issued there's nothing wrong with the image it's just like like how kind of fake the whole thing is it's kind of upsetting but then so like, that's just the industry she's in as well you know at yeah. the end of the day so it's the tough one I know I
0: only have like a limited amount of sympathy for her because yeah <laughs> uh, like I do think like she she was kind of bullied by media and stuff like that like she said she was always oh like, yeah she like, was like, always
1: the fat sister yeah
0: the older sister um and like a, like that the damage that does to someone's self esteem is honestly like irreparable. But um I just think like it it's kinda at her like her own hand, you know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. a difference between like I agree, like I think the worst part is how they're not open about surgery. Like people think yeah. that these are realistic body standards when um yeah. I've no doubt Kylie's had her boobs boobs done, Kylie's had breast oh, Um I know like, like Kendall's had a nose back- job, Kendall's had an oh. eyebrow, you know what I mean? Like I've no doubt that yeah. they've all had these things done yeah
1: um, like looking back remember Kylie like said she we were all like a lot younger and Kylie was like oh I didn't I didn't have my lips and then I just overlined them looking back we were so silly to believe that yeah. she didn't have her lips but back then lips like now it's such like a common thing to get your lips on it's you like getting your bloody eyebrows done yeah but like back then it was like a big thing yeah and I feel like in the few even now like in the next few years it's going to be like cause more people are getting like BBLs and all that and like hip dips and all these mad surgeries it's like yeah okay these have clearly clearly they have the, all, so much money they have the best surgeons they all they're all sculpted yeah um which is fine do what you want with your body like i've no problem with that but
0: at least don't don't lie about yeah it. if you like, have a like a platform i feel like you should just be open about it yeah
1: and like all these videos that they put up like of them working out like the kylie's always putting up like workout videos and all, which fair enough she probably works out a lot and like she looks after her body which is completely normal and healthy but then it's like it makes people feel like oh Kylie's doing this workout with this like waist sweatband on that's how I get that my waist look like that when she's really gotten like lipo and hip filler and all this stuff yeah it's it's completely unrealistic
0: yeah it's it's really it's a really weird line. They hmm. cross so, and as well, you know what really gets me is like, I think they just think people are stupid. Like, <laughs> Kylie, Stassy, and Makeup by Ariel, their makeup artist, who he was a little who who's like a, a man, I identify as a yeah. man as far as I know, all have the same body, same body, yeah. they all have the same body. Like, they what, what is this anomaly? You know what I mean? Like, do they think, that yeah. people would- and it's
1: not like they had them bodies when they were like 20, like, well. Not 20, but, like, a few years ago. Yeah.
0: Like Kylie's excuse was always um that she had a baby and her body changed. No, great. That was a BBL. That is not the way your body changes. And the thing is, as well, I didn't realise, for some reason I was looking into this the other day, um, but when you get a BBL, it, like, puts fat stores into your kind of, like, hips and bum or whatever, but then you naturally grow more fat there um, yeah. because of the fat stores that are there. So, like, over time it would continue to like kind of get bigger and stuff as well i see this tiktok actually from a plastic surgeon i love when plastic surgeons come on and comment about um <laughs> what surgeries sort of i believe i've had but they said about chloe that like she had a 50 pound weight loss and he was like i've no doubt it was injected into her ass <laughs> that's
1: so true yeah i didn't know that like your because obviously i knew your ass could still grow after it'd be available yeah i didn't Realize that about the fat source because I was always like, there's this girl that I follow. She does like OnlyFans and everything. You definitely know her. Um, but she put up a post today being like, "Oh, time to grow my ass." So I was like, "But you had a pbl But I was like, "Oh, she can just like the more you work out and the like obviously like, eat protein and all that, it's just gonna get bigger and bigger." I'm yeah.
0: like, "How gonna get even bigger?" Um. <laughs> Literally, these
1: women are going to be walking around fifty years old. After I know, sort
0: of control, and the thing honestly. is, it's so horrible how women's bodies just come in and out of style. You know what I mean? Like this is just mm. what's in right now. Like we don't know where we'll be in five years. It could be back to like Kate Moss standards, where everyone's going to be yeah, well wasted. Like, and do you remember when we were
1: kids and like the people that we seen in magazines were literally like Nicole Richie, Parasilton, and like you? It was a trend to have your you could literally see your collarbones and like the top of your skin like yeah. your chest that was like the look and then it was like it wasn't good to have like a fat ass and like I remember that like, was like, in like those movies. It was yeah it was like a thing it was like oh does my ass look big in this like that was such a thing like with girls like you know they'd be trying on jeans and movies and they'd be like oh, your ass looks so fat in those jeans now that's a compliment yeah. that used to be a really insulting thing Yeah, now it's like and like with, like with fashion it's just all circular and like trends go around so at the minute the fact that like society's treating women's bodies like kind of a fashion trend, surely it's just gonna come back around yeah. like as a trend. So it's very like even like did you see like um Molly May and stuff has gotten rid of like all her filler yeah. and she got rid of her veneers. And like I feel like that's I can I feel like I can sense that's the way it's gonna go in the next kind of three to five years is people that have gotten loads of filler and veneers, I feel like it's now gonna become a trend to kinda of Pair it back a bit, and because people really went too far with it, like there were yeah. images of Molly May where I'm like, oh my god, she has way too much filler, and so yeah.
0: Um, and I think she realised as well to pair herself. Back. Yeah, definitely. When she, like when she spoke about it, and she was like, I didn't know myself. Like when she had that jaw yeah. and chin filler, and she was like, I actually got a fright. Um, oh. I know it's so sad. <laughs> Love her. I um. know.
1: But yeah, I feel oh jeez we're almost at it. I feel like we've covered a wide range of topics today, as per usual. I do too, and hopefully we'll be back soon enough. Um, yeah, I've been.
0: Um... You're about to say you've been Grace.
1: <laughs> you have been Grace. <laughs> I have been Emily, F-
0: and we have been. Let's say Grace. Let's say Grace. Thank you.
1: Bye. Bye.